whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi, and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Holland. And I'm Allegra, not Kelsey. Uh, yes, um, Kelsey is not here today. She couldn't make it to this episode. She's got shit going on. She started a new job today. Yeah, she started a new job. She's like, she has no time. Um, so we have Allegra as a stand-in co-host. Yeah, I know you guys, you were begging <laughs> for me to come back. You know, I got some lovely, lovely grapevine positive messages. You said I was super fun and funny. Um, so I'm back for the, one of the most depressing episodes you've had in a while. Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as a warning, just right off the top, today we are talking about season eight, episodes 13 and 14, Jane says. Um which is a very tough episode to watch. And not just because of Lucas's hair. Oh my god, we'll get into that. But it's, if you are uncomfortable with anything involving sexual abuse or just like recovered memories or that kind PTSD, of a thing, um, don't bad relationships just, with parents. just skip this episode. The only, the B-plot info that is important is nothing. Nothing. There's literally nothing important. Danny and Leia get in a fight because she lies a lot, but then they smooth things over and, like, there's literally no stakes. And Allie gives Claire a makeover and then regrets it because Claire's really hot and she gets really threatened by it and she accidentally kisses Casey, but then she's like, why did I do that? And then Johnny DeMarco is still like, you're cute, but they're still, like, not together. That's... That's all like the maybe kind of plot things you need to know. Otherwise, Jane goes through a hard fucking time and maybe don't watch this episode. Maybe don't listen to this episode. Well, you can't watch it because this is an audio medium. But well, I meant like I the Degrassi episode. Okay, true, like a raw. True, true, true. Um, so without, so if you don't, if you can't deal with this, Stop listening. It's very understandable. I, we're about to get into the episode summary and maybe turn it off. I don't want. Just don't do it. I don't know. We kind of been avoiding starting this. Oh my recording. god! It was such a hard episode to watch. Yeah. So also just another disclaimer: there will probably be jokes made about other silly, inconsequential things that happened in this episode. Because that's the only way we know how to cope. Also, you know, it's Degrassi. You have segments about terrible fashion. And there's no way we can talk about these very serious episodes without addressing how unserious Lucas's (laughs) hair makes it. We're having hair is so bad. Very serious dialogue and conversations while it looks like a tribal tattoo attacked Lucas in the night. (laughs) Oh, it's so bad. It's so peak 2008 that Lucas's hair, like the creation of it, was the pop punk scene jumping the shark. It's like not even pop punk. It's like new metal-y. It is very new metal. It's so new metal. Like, just imagine any tribal tattoo. 
He got that on his head. <laughs> Buzz. But in. like in his hair. Yeah. But also like kind of faux hockey mohawky. There's no direction. <laughs> I don't know what's the, happening. The freestanding hair is the hair bad. on his entire head and face is bad. And he has like a really weird skinny goatee. It's like a, just the faintest like sideburn into a chin strap. He thing. just he just like wants you to know he has a chin, so he uses like thin facial hair to shadow it. It's I don't. Bad. I don't. And the, we're jumping the gun, obviously, but just because this is what you're going to get. You're yeah. going to get us <laughs> bummed us out. Bummed out and fixating on weird details. We are um, sisters, so we learn how to cope the same way, which is make Deflection, jokes. deflection, <laughs> deflection, deflection. Maybe if we laugh, it'll hurt less. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is uncomfortable laughter. Join us, won't you? <laughs> Oh, God, guys, this is going to be a bummer. I mean, it's similar to a lot of the other serious episodes that we've watched. I mean, I think the last really big one that we watched was when Darcy was was sexually sexually assaulted whilst being roofied. And in that episode, Kelsey and I just fixated on Manny's terrible hair, her hey, blonde hair. I was on uh, Time Stand Still when Rick did the school shooting, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure that episode started out with Rick in a beret. <laughs> just anything on somebody's head. Bold choices. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So we're just... Oh, hey, Holland, can you tell us about the song? <laughs> You haven't done the episode summary. Yet. I don't do this part. <laughs> Kelsey's not here. I know. All right. So the episode is called Jane Says, and I'm going to read the Degrassi Wiki episode summary now. Um. Okay. Part one. Jane's mom wants. Jane's mom wants her father back in her and her brother's life, and Jane doesn't want anything to do with him. Danny's new girlfriend, Leia, has a problem. She doesn't fit in with Fanny, with Danny's friends. And that's another thing that, I mean, like, that's not inaccurate. But, guys, they put the most, like, inconsequential, lowest stakes B-plots in. So the fucking dichotomy is laughable in itself. Like, just that uncomfortable things where, okay, heavy as fuck, real life, serious topic. And then, she doesn't fit in with Danny's friends. What's a girl to do? Yeah, uh, I mean, but I I under I understand the struggle of what to do with the B plot in this kind of a situation, because the A plot is so serious and so heavy that you like it's like if you do another serious B plot, you don't really want them competing, well, but you also don't want something that's so trivial that it's like the transitions between these two plots is like jarring. I mean, I feel like. And this is a, like, Degrassi walks a fine line of, like, this is entertainment for children. So it's like we, like, ever since the beginning, they're like, we don't want to shy away from tough topics because we want, like, kids to be aware and have, like, a rounded knowledge of the world. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, okay, if this was, like, an AMC show or whatever, I think the B-plot would have been, like, Lucas's side of things. Yeah, maybe. We would have trying gotten, to get a job and stuff. Yeah, we would have seen more of Lucas and him be like, I don't understand why my sister's being such a meh, but this is Degrassi and there's 80,000 people on this show, so yeah. screen time is important. Yeah. Oh, uh, part two. 
Jane admits to herself that her issues with her dad go deeper than the divorce. She thinks maybe he did things to her. Allie encourages Claire to get a new wardrobe, but with it, she gets some attention from boys. So, again, just so jarring. Yeah, even the um, person who wrote this was like, I don't want to touch this. Yeah, it's a hard thing to talk about or watch or... Write a one-sentence descriptor. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're that's what we're in for today, guys. Buckle up, buckaroo. This is a very serious episode, but all right, okay. We're just we're gonna struggle through it together. Um, oh, hey Holland. <laughs> Can you tell us what this song is about? Um, so the episode is called Jane Says, which is a 1988 song by Jane's Addiction. Um, I love this song. It's a good song. And it's very fitting for the episode. It's about Jane, like, discovering her truth and discovering a truth about what happened to her and her finally being able to come to terms with it and speak out about it. It's 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 a good in spirit song. It's definitely more accurate. It's a good like title song, but it's also like about well, I would say that the song is about, so it's like the, the narrator's friend Jane is, is talking about her life and like she has terrible experiences with boyfriends and she's kind of directionless and she just wants to find, you know, love and happiness just like everybody else. Um, but like in spirit, it's about like a tough chick trying to fucking deal with like really hard shit that's happening in her life. Which is very fitting for this episode. Also, her name is Jane, which is the name of the character in this episode. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm just saying. I think I already fucking said that. (laughs) Wow, it's like I was trying to make a fucking joke, Holland. (laughs) This is a rough episode. Um, But yeah, so I think it's a very good song choice. And it whenever and it is immediately stuck in my head now now and forever yeah and it's like uh i can't remember if the last episode i I was on the title worked but i feel like lately they've been like it's been at least half working it's been like better than not we haven't had an episode that's just like what this makes no sense in a while dutchy i don't know (laughs) that one worked it was about weed but it was like i don't know i feel like like sometimes i wonder if they choose the song title first and so they then they don't give a shit about the content of the song, or they write an episode and then like scramble to find something. I think it's just like they write the episodes and then they try to find a song that works with it. You know, that has to be it because sometimes it's like it just it's like they just were like I don't know, we'll just use this fucking thing. When did they stop using eighty songs? I think they stopped in the dark ages. We're not in the dark ages. Oh no. Not yet. It's like, it's whenever they rebranded the show as just Degrassi and not Degrassi the Next Generation. I think that's season nine. It's like nine or ten. Oh my god. Because then, then it's like 90s and like early 2000s songs. Like I'm pretty sure there's a there's an episode called like Since You've Been Gone and like Genie in a Bottle and shit like that. What's, and then, then it's like the, uh, the season 10 crew, like total new crew. And then it's next class. Next class, like 10 through like 14, I think, is like new people. 
But like, I think within that next class, people are there, but it's still technically next generation. Guys, this show is so long. <laughs> I know. I know. And soon it's like all only going to be two-parters. Yeah. I mean, I, I do listen to your podcast, uh, so I know that you're like low-key dreading this. Because, I mean, but like, why would you? Because with two-part episodes, you get great content-filled good times such as season eight episode 13 and 14 oh my God. we have to talk about this episode no we're just we're <laughs> talking around it we're like, oh, talking around it tell me more about the song titles <laughs> oh god okay so let's just do it um so the episode starts with jane waiting in front of the school for Lucas to fucking show up with the car because she has her driver's test, her license test. How old is Jane? How old is anyone in the show? Apparently Lucas graduated. Yeah, so apparently he did. Um, But I thought he was the same age as Mia. I don't think that was ever said. I don't know. Um, No, I think it was always said that he was older than her. He was like a year older? A year or two. Does that make Mia a senior? I think so. Everyone's I so think, old. I think Mia's a senior because I'm pretty sure this is her last season before she goes to the CW. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I did re-binge watch recently the whole show, like when Holland and Kelsey started the uh, redoing this thing. And I got maybe one or two episodes into season eight and I just skipped to the movie. <laughs> fuck this shit. <laughs> fuck this opening title sequence. It's so we'll bad. That in a second. That's so bad. James, oh, yeah, we Lucas. need to hear Allegra's thoughts on the new theme song. Okay, and like I, a episode or two ago, you and Kelsey were like, "Where the fuck is Lucas?" Asking, ye shall receive. <laughs> so Jane is waiting for Lucas to show up. He drives on up, gets out of the car, and then we had to pause it because his hair is so fucking bananas. We've talked about it at length already, but let's just re I just wrote down in all caps. Oh my God, what is his hair? Scraggly long on top, shaved designs on sides. What is happening? Uh, We had to pause because we were laughing so goddamn hard. (laughs) Um, I was writing. I was in the middle of writing. Oh, Lucas still. Oh no. It's like triple X threw up on his head. It's like if anyone played Saints Row 2, there's a whole like douchebag white gang and they have tribal tattoos he would fit right in with them it's so uh, bad let's just i guess if we're already doing this let's just do police. fashion police okay but like every time but lucas is a prominent character in both episodes and like every time he gets on screen it's like like that is the that's not playing in the background but it might as well it is be. in one scene <laughs> I'll tear my heart open. I don't know. <laughs> oh, he is Papa Roach. He oh, is Jacoby. Uh, uh, I fucking love Jacoby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Lucas is like trying he so wishes he hard were Jacoby. Jacoby. He's he he's is like Papa Roach. The value brand version of Jacoby. You go, you go to Walmart and you get fucking <laughs> Lucas Jacoby instead. Oh my god. Um, oh, but Jane, Jane looks great. Jane looks great except at one, some point she's wearing some like blue eyeshadow that's not great. But heavy, like heavy eyeshadow. Otherwise she is a saint. Um, Sav is wearing some dumb camo polo at one point. And Danny's wearing this like 
maroon cardigan sweater, but it has like a weird like tiger on it. It looks like a moldy shirt. <laughs> it's really weird because it's a very faint powder yellow on this maroon and you're just like hey. no it's like a gray it's just like is it yellow too it's like did you get did you leave this in the sun did you accidentally run this through the wash with bleach in it like do you like leave this in the dirt also we gotta talk about sav's hair it is so long and flowy it's so long okay. it's like what like 2008 i think it's 2009 but- i just the, this episode came out march 2009 but so, it was like filmed in 2008. In so like 2008-2009, that was peak like skater boy hair, like helmet hair where you grow your hair so long that you can see it outside the helmet. Were I feel do- like it was even a little too late for this long hair, but actually maybe no. no this no, is when it was like no. maybe dying off, but like it's also known as like a la- lacrosse flow cuz you let it grow mm, outside your helmet. Right. And oh I, yeah, definitely. And so the Sav's on the football team or whatever or it's just like in vogue. But like, Sav, <laughs> you do like he. It look, it's like he blow dries it. Yeah, it's very it's, flowy. And because it's just so pretty, it's like this isn't like cool, tough football, bro. <laughs> it's like I mean, I Allie cares a lot about her appearance too. So yeah, they are. Cu- the they are. Yeah, they are related. Um. Um. Speaking of hair, Peter got a fucking haircut. <laughs> It's so bad. It's bad. It's like the cropped, tight emo hair. Is that the best way that I can describe it? But he's blonde, not emo, so it just looks like a bad bowl cut. It doesn't look good. It's like the tight, long emo cut. If I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but that's the only way I can think. I'm trying to think of someone else who had that hair. The only other, like, reference I am thinking of immediately is also another, like, obscure Canadian teen show, Instant Star. It's when, like, that dude with the glasses, what's his name, Riley? I don't know if that's right. It's when her, like, her best friend who was like, I'm in love with you, but you friend zoned me. Like, the guy with the glasses, he gets, like, new, like, straightened weird hair at some point, and it's like that. But that's another, like, very obscure reference. Oh, my God. It's... Can it's, you think of anyone else who had hair like that? Five? I don't fucking know. Kind no, but that was more like bull cutty. Like Beatlesy. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Okay, so like total tangent, but um Oh, but he also has like puffy sideburns. Yeah, it's so bad. Guys, can we talk about how um if Peter was a fraction less attractive, he would be the biggest loser in the whole school. <laughs> like, the fact that he's pretty is the only reason he's cool, let's be honest, because he's such a fucking tryhard. All right, just Peter enters the scene, and he's next to Glow Up Sav and Glow Up Danny, like, new new for me. And I'm like, oh, my God, Dan- Danny and Sav look so cool. And Peter's like, hey, guys, you want to have a sleepover? <laughs> and I'm like, Peter, you were older than them. You should be able to pour- pull seniority and rank and coolness. Like, you dated Emma. But, oh, geez, what a fucking loser. He's terrible. Also, one of my favorite jokes of all time, excuse me, it's like some little alien or robot or something is like the friend zone. That sounds like a wonderful zone. <laughs> that's my favorite place to be. So that's all I think of now when people are like, oh, she friend zoned me. I'm like, oh my God, congratulations. <laughs> so good for you. I love friends. Um, in the second part of the episode, that's where my next fashion note is. 
when uh, Claire and Allie are going through Darcy's old clothes, there's like a makeover sequence. And then Claire eventually lands on like a cute plaid coat. It's like a pea coat. And of course, like a cardigan and like a button up shirt underneath it. But she wears jeans. She like takes off a big coat, reveals a cardigan. (laughs) And Allie's like, you're so hot. And I'm like, ooh, you smoke it in that fucking cardigan. Like she was wearing like her old all girls school uniform before, right? Yeah. That had a skirt. Yeah. Okay. She is wearing more clothing. (laughs) All right, but it's cuter. It's definitely better styled, like 2009 style. Like, (laughs) Allie's big, like, walk down, not Allie, I'm sorry, Claire's big walk down the hallway. Like, this isn't. She is wearing heels, though. She's wearing heels, which, like, was not allowed at our school. And, like, I know, that's why, like, in any TV show where, like, all the high school girls are wearing heels, I'm like, what? But can we talk Nobody about the last time there was a walk down the hallway guys turning their heads scene? Oh, it was Manny. Manny was in a thong. Like, that's She was a- whale tailing. That's like an actual, oh my God. Like, even if you're not into girls' butts or whatever, you're just like, <laughs> holy shit, that is like a full on thong. I mean, it, but, it, but Claire is like the girl who always wears a uniform. Okay. So seeing her wear not a uniform would okay, probably turn like, some heads. Let's break down this outfit. Like, even if it's. Like, I hate to be gross, but it was like a Catholic school girl uniform. Teenage boys are gross. Hands down. That's one side. This. Okay. We start at, she still, she has her hair down and looks very nice. Then we go, boom, big old crucifix. Boom, puffy shoulder dress, belt, jeans down to her ankles, like covers up 90% of the high heeled boots. I'm like, she's wearing more clothing. But she looks good. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying, but like 2008 was a different time, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I want to know, like, is this the first time we've seen Jane and Lucas's mom? It might be the second. She's really cool. Yeah, I like her. She's wearing like also super like 2008, 2009 clothing. But, like, it, it's not, like, too young for her or whatever, but, like, very, like, fashionable. Yeah. Um, oh, the beanie kid in the dot. Reese. 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 <laughs> He's wearing, like, a brimmed beanie turned to the side and is like, what's your name, cutie, declare? Remember when people put brims on beanies? Never forget. Our brother was real into that. Oh, gray. Um, I think that's all the fashion notes that I have, though. I mean, yeah, you got your staples everywhere else. You know, Johnny DeMarco hat and tenderly long hair. His hair is so (laughs) gross. Okay, I need a disclaimer right now. I had a friend, um, like, I was like a sophomore, and she was a freshman, and a senior hit on her, and I was like, ew, gross. That's (laughs) disgusting. You're an adult. She is a child. But I kind of ship Johnny and Allie. I don't know. She I mean, just, I kind of ship them too. She's so cool. I ship them, but I just... Ooh, speaking of Allie, she has a terrible hat. It's oh, like a, it's like a plaid Peter Pan hat. It's like plaid fedora, but like she... And there's like a big old hair clip very <laughs> visible underneath it. And Allie's like, how come everyone thinks Claire is so much hotter all of a sudden? I'm like, take that shit off your head. <laughs> That's a bad hat. It's a bad hat. It's like a plaid Peter Pan cap. 
Yeah. It was it wasn't even like a full fedora. It was like tiny. Also at one point when Allie is dressing up Claire in Darcy's old clothing and she's like, She doesn't need winter clothes in Africa. I'm like, okay, but like where in Africa is she? <laughs> is she in a temperate zone? South Africa snows sometimes, you know, depending on where you are. They have penguins. It's an entire continent, it's an Allie. Entire <laughs> continent. We're jumping all over the goddamn We're really place. trying to avoid it talking about this. I don't no, this might just be a disjointed ep. That's also true. Because I don't know how much people... Okay, well... Let's power through. All right. So Lucas Schubert and the very first scene. We haven't even gotten to the theme song. <laughs> so Lucas shows up and drops off the car so Jane can take her driver's test. And his hair is very bad. And I'm fucking sideswiped like the whiplash to the theme song. And then, yeah, then, then the theme song plays. Allegra, tell us your thoughts. We've already talked. About, Kelsey and I have talked about it already, but. Uh, it's bad. It's very bad. So Holland and I live together. So I've heard the theme song, <laughs> unfortunately, quite a few times now. Um, my room is right by the living room and there are no doors. So pretty unavoidable. And I'm like, hmm, this sounds uh, like a dying trash panda um and then looking at it visually it's fine like whatever it's degrassi except they put peter's fucking smarmy face in it like three or four times yeah it's like peter like pulls the camera to his face a couple times be like "Eh, it's me which i don't get unnecessary like why are we giving peter control of the camera yet again oh and literally every time peter is uh, let's count it out peter's on screen like three times at least <laughs> then we got like blue and kc and and riley and riley they all look the same <laughs> i literally thought it was the same person every time i'm like why is peter on screen different names oh my god these are different people like yeah they all have like sandy like i'm glad like we have diversity on this show but uh you can't like danny glowed up like good for you degrassi that was an accident you hired you got savin but you're really casting like one type of person (laughs) yeah like come on (laughs) um all right so then after the theme song jane comes home and she's like i passed my driver's test yay and it's very exciting which is not something i did and then She's like, no thanks to Lucas. He was, like, late dropping off the car. And the mom is like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do about it. Maybe having Izzy around is going to help. And I was like, lol, probably not. We get Izzy. (laughs) Triumphant (laughs) return. She does not speak. No, she says what? Daddy. (laughs) I don't even remember her saying anything. Because I was like, this child. In my notes, I have every white guy with dirty blonde hair. Is the same. And then it's uh, like Jane's mom is like babysitting Izzy and they're like talking in the background. Maybe this is later. I didn't write a ton of notes, but I think um, they're like, oh, you want to see your dad? And she's like, daddy. <laughs> Just like daddy, period. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, Isabella, you're not a good actress. I'm sorry. Um. But yeah, she's like, maybe having Izzy around will help. And Jane's like, yeah, probably not. Um, she's like, we tried this. <laughs> and then I think this is also in Lucas is like listening to gross, like new metal-y 
rock music and i just wrote down he has the faintest of chin straps slash sideburn facial hair who is his stylist it's so faint um and then we're with Leia and Danny, and Leia and Danny's like, I can't believe you watched four seasons of Lost just for me. And she's like, I wanted to see what it was all about. Also, side note, there are so many fucking Lost references in this episode. They have the biggest boner for Lost. It's like, I mean, I guess this was the time when it was probably at its height. Yeah, I mean, like, they did a parody of it, like, a couple seasons ago. No, they did it in, like, a mini, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, it's like, they're just, like, all about lost right also, now. Also, we find out like we don't know, but this is Leia's first lie. Yes. Um. She's. They're like later. They're like, oh, who's your favorite other? And <laughs> Which I'm like, like <laughs> and I'm like, you're such fucking nerds. These are the coolest kids also, at Degrassi. Who has a favorite other? I've never seen this show, but that statement of note, I'm just like, what a fucking nerd. I also, I can't remember any of the others except for, like, the main dude with the bug eyes. And I can't even remember his name. I cannot. I don't know. I can say. Panthers, tweet at us. Who's your favorite other if you watched Lost? Because I don't think I remember liking any of them. Fun fact, I did improv with a guy in college who was a child actor on Lost for one episode. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You told me that. Wait, who was he? Um, Who's the asshole? Is he a, he's like time travel you related? You got it. You got it. <laughs> this is okay. still too okay. vague. Okay, so I watched one episode of Lost once and it was like, um, I think it was like the- Spoilers f- for Lost, by the way. <laughs> it was the first time. Um, it was like, oh my God, this is time travel. <laughs> is his name Ben? Is there like a Ben on the show? I don't Maybe <laughs> I haven't watched Lost in a really long time. I've only ever watched it like once all the way through too, He's like l- when it was on. Okay, if there's any like sort of distinct villain character who's like a white dude with brown hair, Jacob. Was that the guy's name? Does he kind of have like a round head? He doesn't have a lot of hair. Maybe it was Ben. I I don't remember. If that, maybe is that the bug-eyed other? I don't know. I don't know what an other is. I didn't know what another was until we watched the Degrassi minis. Anyway, this is my friend Ryan. He's very funny. Uh, he's making movies now. Check out his Kickstarter. I don't know. I'm sorry to everyone who like watched Lost and remembers Lost because like one person screaming at their iPhone. Oh my God! It's this person. Was Jacob... Okay, no, I can't, I can't, can't do it. I can't get... We're doing it again. <laughs> it's been 30 minutes and we've barely gotten past the fucking intro. This is going to be a long episode. Also, it's like, before I knew Leo, Leia was a dirty liar, I thought she was kind of a kindred spirit. Because he's like, you watched four seasons of Lost because you like me? And I'm like, fucking same girl <laughs> i watched plow all, through those dvds i watched all four seasons of battlestar galactica because one guy i had a crush on was like this show is good that's why you watch battlestar yeah <laughs> and when it was in february too the shortest of all of the months <laughs> this is a very dense show it's a great show and though, now though. we have a blu-ray set yeah. in our living room which yeah. i have not watched it yet the the battlestar galactica um, stuck with me longer than that relationship. So well, there you go. There, that's probably for the <laughs> Maybe best. Maybe Leia will enjoy Lost more in her future. So they're walking down the hallway, and then she like goes off somewhere, and then Sav is like, "Hey, you and Leia," uh, or something like that. 
And then Peter comes over and he's like, we got to hang out. Like, you guys all tell your parents you're studying at somebody else's house and then we can all have a sleepover at my house. And I was like, oh, fucking Peter holding Peter, a co-ed sleepover. Peter's the poor man's Jay. Peter's so terrible. He wants friends probably just as badly. But like, he's it's too obvious about it. Uh, hey, you want to be my friend? <laughs> you want to have a sleepover, bros? Oh my God. He's, I don't. It's just, stand like... When Danny was small, and he was small, like, Peter probably could have been like, Psh, I'm way too cool guy. But now, just, like, the three of them standing next to each other, it's like, oh, Peter. Peter's like, never been the cool guy. Let's be real. He's never been the cool guy. Remember what, what he looks like in a wife beater? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, like, he was only cool because he was the new guy, and then because he started dating Emma, and then he had literally no friends, so he had to start He wasn't out. cool even when he dated Emma. I'm just saying that, like, I guess now he's cool because he had no friends and started hanging out with underclassmen losers who just happened to get cool and they kind of like yeah. dragged him up with yeah. them. That's true. Yeah. It's anyway. Like, I'm just saying this whole plot line spoilers well, all, is but about it was, but Leia. It was, it was also, he was already kind of friends with Danny and Derek. Because they were all When terrible. they were like babies. And then... Danny got way cooler when he joined the football team and had a glow up. And Peter was like, because Peter used to like ignore them when he went to go hang out with Darcy. But they were all in a band. Peter? And Danny? Is Danny not in Stoogs or whatever? <laughs> I think that he is, but they, like that happened after Danny's glow up, right? Holland, you're the one who watches the show <laughs> twice a week. It happened after Danny's glow up. Anyway, we need to stop talking about this. Um, I just wanted to point out the parallels of Leia being self-conscious because Danny and his friends are cool and Peter. But they're not. <laughs> no one in high school is cool. True. All right. Who's next? Who's um, next? <laughs> then we are... Ship. The fucking Shep is back. Also, not what I pictured the Shep to look like. Oh, you've never seen what he looked Literally like? Literally never seen the Shep. <laughs> also, he is billed on IMDb as the Shep. <laughs> yep, that's his name. Um, yeah, the Shep is back. Like, Mr. Simpson makes an announcement like, hey, the Shep's back, and the Shep's being all nice now because he just had to go to sensitivity training. And I was like, he was only gone for one episode. You called a student a bitch. Like, that seems too soon to come back. I don't know why he's back. But he's back now. Um, but then we are... Oh, at Jane's house? J- Jane's house. Oh, so also, the, another thing that carries through both episodes is that the school oh i think this is when we find out the school is having like an alumni football game Mm -hmm. for some reason and then at home we're finding out that like lucas is gonna play on the alumni team and i'm like that sounds like a bad idea and then and then her mom is like oh we should invite your dad for dinner i think it would be good for lucas and like we haven't seen him in six months and Jane is like, why are we inviting Carla? Like, she calls her dad by her first, his first name. Like, I don't want, like, why are we inviting him for dinner? Like, that's a bad idea. He left when I was five. What are we doing? Also, then her mom says the phrase I fucking hate. It's just like, you have to do this. Just think of it as family time. And, Ugh. yeah, it's Ugh. like, it's the worst. And Jane's like, okay, whatever. I'm not going to talk to him. This isn't Christmas Eve or something. 
because I guess that's the only time she's ever she ever sees him. Which is also a thing par- parents pull. They're just like, it's Christmas. You have to be like loving and shit. It's, it's like, like, okay, well, that's not a good excuse. I'm not here to re- meet the status quo for you, mom. Uh, Angsty teens, essentially. So, but we already are getting bad vibes about the dad coming over because there's really like sad angsty music playing and we're like oh no also i had His dad is bad news i knew nothing going into this episode i i knew i remembered this episode. so like for me it was very much a what huh <laughs> like the director is clearly wanting me to not want this <laughs> and like we knew he was a douchebag even before we ever saw him because yeah. lucas is a douchebag who is obsessed with his dad so yeah. you know something terrible must have happened yeah, and something terrible did. Um, but before this, oh, okay, so we're with, so Sav, like, is with Leia, and he's like, hey, Peter's having the sleepover thing. Like, you should totally come. Just say you're studying. Or no, did you ask your mom if you could do, you could, like, study, and then you can come up, and then you can really come over to Peter's? And she's like, yeah, she said I could, but I don't know if I want to. And he's like, wait, why? And she's like, it's Sav. He's been flirting with me. And he's like, um, what? Do you want me to talk to him about that? That's not cool. And she's like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. And we're like, what the fuck is she talking about? Like, that doesn't really sound like Sav. He's with Anya. And you immediately know something is up that is absolutely not that. Yeah. And she's like, no, it's okay, I'll come. And we're like, what is happening with Leia? Is okay. this the first, like... Leia-centric plot. This is like the first time we're really getting to know who she is. Well, we had the other one a couple episodes ago where like she and Danny got together and like like Derek wanted to date her and Danny was and he was like and he had already been Danny had already been friends with Leia and Derek was like you're friends with her like set her up with me because he kept hitting on her and then Danny was like can you just go on the stay with him or he's not gonna stop like do it as a favor for me and there was like that whole episode and then. Her first episode was the season premiere, and she, like, kind of befriended Mia, but then Mia was doing uh, shady yeah, model things. Yeah, things happened later. I remember that. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know if we have a sense of who Leah is. Oh, no, we Leah. don't. She's I will never say a totally right. underserved character. They made her so shitty. She's not shitty. She's just insecure. Yeah. Like she's, but she's also kind of spiteful and mean. Well, I, I this is my only exposure to her. <laughs> so to me, she just seems like real awkward and real insecure. Yeah, I don't know. I she deserved better. She deserved better storylines. I need to know about her bulimic ballerina friends. Yeah, like let's dive into that. Um. So yeah, then we are at family dinner. I have I have a note um, of Peter is such a loser, um, and I assume that was with the Leia Danny. Um, well, no, he wasn't there. Yet. They were at the dot talking about. No, this. I know Peter wasn't in that scene, but I clearly they mentioned him in some way. That oh, I don't know. Note that Peter's such a probably because they said sleepover again, and like I never like this. This was like a party. Like this was like three couples hanging out. And, like, yes, they did sleep over, but it, I don't know. It was like a kickback hangout I know, thing. but, like, the kids these days were like, 
Yeah, we're the coolest kids in this school right now. Let's have a sleepover. Sleepover party. We'll play truth or dare. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. My next note is Lucas lost weight, though. He's got cheekbones for days. True. Yeah. Everyone in this show does the spoon and spaghetti thing. That's my note. <laughs> like, you know, when you like twirl your, your spaghetti <laughs> into a spoon? Yeah, so I it's know. Like a controlled I've never done that in my literally life. never, ever. The first time I literally ever saw that done was in the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> <laughs> where the best character ever, Ethan, Ethan Kraft, Kraft is eating it that uh, way. Kate Sanders are eating spaghetti. Yeah. By the way, Ethan Kraft was the hero of that movie. <laughs> also, rewatching that movie, you realize how awkward the kiss between Lizzie and Gordo is. You also realize that they have a RuPaul song in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's covered by Taylor Dane. Guys, you want to talk about literally anything else? <laughs> okay. Um... Oh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think they're just like preparing for the dad. To get, I think the dad like arrives and we're like, oh, great. This guy's here. I also like didn't wasn't there like a stepdad or like someone like a boyfriend, know. someone who Lucas shat on last time. Remember, it was like the first time uh, we ever see like Lucas and Mia. There must have been. Because there was like a dude who was like, well, hey there, Lucas. How yeah, cool. I think there was. And Lucas was like, oh, it was my dad worked really hard. Okay. And I'm like, hey, Lucas, if you work so goddamn hard for that family, why the fuck? It was very much like, you're not my dad vibes. Yeah, I think that did happen. I don't know what happened and to that guy. Very- and then my next note is, no. So you need to fill in the blanks Well, <laughs> we missed a scene okay. at the sleepover. <laughs> like I said, please fill in the blanks. <laughs> it's like seven O's to this all caps no. Um, well, before that, because I definitely have an, oh, no, I don't. Like this recovered memory stuff note, but I'm sorry. Oh no! How many O's do you have? It's not even in all caps. Five O's. Seriously, Holland and I are in different levels here. Um, but before that, we're at the sleepover, and they get there, and they're talking about loss. They're like, "Eh, lost," and they're like, "Oh, that's when they. Who's your favorite?" Someone, I think, asked Leia, like, who's your favorite other? And she's like, oh, I watched it so fast, I don't remember their names or something like that. And they immediately was like, let's just watch Lost. And, and Mia and Anya are like, how, how about, about no? no? <laughs> let's, like, do something social. And then Anya's like, let's play truth or dare. And then, and then like, Leia says dare. And Anya's like, I dare you to wear your bra on the outside of your shirt for the rest of the night. And Leia's like, um... No. And they're like, okay, um, I'll do it. And then I was like, okay, I guess I'll do it. But, but then, then later we see all that, three that of them are wearing Leia did it. I mean, maybe because Anya and uh, Mia end up doing it, uh, Leia was like, like, all right, okay. cool. And the dudes are like, oh, this is the best. They're like, oh, we're going to see a bra. Oh, a bra. Remember seeing a bra was exciting? <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> I remember when I remember getting a bra being exciting. No, in middle school. Yep. Oh boy. You didn't have to wear a training bra anymore. That was awkward in the locker room in like sixth grade. You're like, oh, some of these girls have real bras, but I'm still wearing a training bra. Oh, I never looked at other people. In fact, when I first started changing in the locker room in element or in middle school, I changed in the stall the first few times. Oh no, Lagra. Na 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 na. I'm super awkward and shit. 
Okay. Yeah. Anyway, let's stop talking about middle school bras. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm trying to repress all of those memories. Actually. But then it was just like, but I was like, um, no. And then it's just like, play is such a fucking wet blanket. So awkward. Um, but then we're and then we're at the dinner table and the dad is there, and somebody says something and Jane starts like remembering like. You mentioned pajamas. They mentioned pajamas, like how in. And Jane, like, kind of starts remembering, like, getting tucked in, and it's creepy, and we don't like it, and there's, like, a flashback scene, and... And all of us immediately knew what that meant, because when you and I were younger, we watched Degrassi, The Next Generation, and also Law & Order SVU. Yeah. But if this was your first introduction to this heavy of a storyline, this probably was like a very impactful episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. So it's like, but it's still not like. They're handling it well. It's still, it's, it's slowly revealed. Like, I think Jane excuses herself from the table because she's starting to like feel like uncomfortable and then she kind of has like a baby like a partial flashback they reveal her flashbacks in like pieces and parts and i think it was done well in that it's like you don't just get flooded with like an entire scene or an entire factor entire anything it's just like very bits and piecey it's like it's a very complicated thing when these kinds of things like come back they start doing breadcrumb trail yeah wait now that i think about it because like she suddenly gets like half a memory back right Right. and she's like i can't believe i had a repressed memory and now that she's like thinking about it you know she's like like in the next scene she meets up with spinner and she asks him about his earliest memory and she's like wow i don't have any memories before i was eight that's weird yeah and so it's definitely just like a cycle like she's allowed these memories to be repressed for so long and she just never thought about it it's like the npr did this um article once about like things you never question as a child and it's just like this one girl thought unicorns were real like straight up real never questioned it until she was like around people and she's like so unicorns right where are those fossils and everyone was like are you serious yeah (laughs) so once you do start that like process of like wait that's weird let me investigate that's when like this whole exactly starts becoming unraveled um so yeah so then the next it's like the next day the next scene she goes into the dot and she sees spinner and then she asks him like hey what's your earliest memory and then sweet little spinner (laughs) is like um i think i was i was five four four and Jimmy was mad at me for not inviting him to my birthday party, and he didn't speak to me for a year. So first of all, aw, Jimmy and Spinner have been friends since they they were four. four. And also Spinner's first memory, earliest memory is of Jimmy. And that's super fucked up, Jimmy, a whole year. You were four. I don't know any kid who's, like, able to keep something dedicatedly going for a fucking year. (laughs) But also, his... First words to Jane are, I'm so proud of you, dude. I know. I also wrote down, I love how they call each other dude. Make your relationship goals calling each other dude. I kind of love it so much. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, dude is gender neutral. Yeah. I mean, I say dude all of the time. Maybe it's because I'm from California, but I don't know. Yeah, but then she's like, I can't remember anything before I was eight. And Spinner's like, that's, that's kind of old. old. And she's like, yeah. And then they make a joke about repressed memories. Do they? Yeah, I put hello, repressed memories and jokes. Oh no. So it was like an offhanded, like, la la la. 
Yeah. Oh, and then, oh my God, the next scene has the most hilarious <laughs> background music. So, so the next, we're still at the sleepover. Or I guess it isn't the next day because we're still at the sleepover. We're still at the sleepover. It was actually, like, I guess she, like, went to the dot after dinner because yeah. she needed to piece the fuck out of yeah. that joint. And then Danny's, like, doing a really weird, like, dance. dance? I oh guess God. you can Guys, call it Holly, that. please stick in this music right here because remember the ice cream? Remember when Paige and Question Mark and Marco, they're all, like, having a fun time? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, suddenly Degrassi turns into, like, a shitty teen comedy movie. It's like they tried to do that again, except worse. It but was with- just Danny dancing in front of everybody. Everyone's clapping, like, ah. Like, I told you I had crazy legs. I'm like, like you what? were moving your arms. Yes. <laughs> doing, like, a really it bad so robot. so weird. And, like, picking up his, like, like doing, like, the weird, like, I'm picking this part up in my body and, like, it's moving. And it was weird. Ah, the puppet dance. <laughs> <laughs> this arm's a real boy, ladies. <laughs> it was so weird. Um, I wrote down, what is this dancing? And then... All the girls are wearing their bras on the outside of their yeah. shirt. And then uh, Mia gets a truth of, like, who's the most famous person that you met? She's like, I met Timbaland, and he told me that I had beautiful eyes. And then... Timbaland. Oh, Timbaland. Um, I like how that was the most famous person she'd met. Oh, I mean, it's not like she met fucking Soldier Boy. <laughs> Soldier Boy. Although this is still like two years after Soldier Boy, he would have been irre- irrelevant by True. now, even well, here. I mean, Jason Derulo. <laughs> Maybe I, that What You Say song might have been out by now. Um. Anyway. Well, I mean, uh, Leia. And then wants so, to be cool girl. Well, so then Danny is that. like. Oh, it's Leia's turn. Just ask her the same question. They're like, who's the most famous person you've met? And she's like, uh. And then she looks at like a newspaper and sees like a Fallout Boy ad. And she's like, so my dad's a music producer and and a Fallout Boy. Like I've like I basically grew up with Fallout Boy. Like Pete Wentz used to sing me lullabies to bed and like plays guitar. Yeah, and his guitar. And I was like, oh my god, she's lying really about weird. being friends with Pete Wentz. Because like Danny is like, ask her the same question as if he like knew, knew what that she was gonna say. Yeah. And like she like, oh, I know she has a really good story about this. And then she's like, oh, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> so weird. And it's like like also. I'm pretty sure Fall Out Boy is not Canadian. There, no, and it's. Like, I know Pete or I know Patrick Stump is from like Chicago, but I don't know where anybody else is from. But I'm pretty sure they're not Canadian. But that's so weird because like like asking that to Mia kind of makes sense because she's, she's a model. But like, it's not like every fucking Canadian 15 year old has met a famous person, <laughs> right? So I'm sure Leah was like, "Am I supposed to know someone famous?" Oh God, it's so weird. I feel like they didn't do a good enough. I feel like the show. Should have been more from her point of view yeah. to show like the reasoning behind all of her weird lies. We get a very third. We are very distanced from this. Like why line. she is saying all of these things. Like I feel like she needed to have a friend to bounce things off of. Like oh my god. Like 
I'm nervous about going to this thing because they're all so cool and they all are like, and they've done so many cool things and I haven't ever done anything. Like we, I, we needed some kind of internal monologue like that. Followed her home and she could have talked to her mom and her mom could have been like, oh, you're going to Bible study, like whatever makes her seem more of like a like a straight laced loser or whatever. Uh, no offense to people who did Bible study or anything like that. It's like. Any, Straight-laced loser in the eyes of, like, cool people. You know, cool kids who have sleepovers um, <laughs> and play truth or dare with no alcohol. Stuff like that. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's like, oh, well, yeah, I'm best friends with Pete once, basically. And I'm like, what the fuck? Basically, she's from a different, like, group. She had different interests, and then she started dating this guy, and now she's, like, really clearly nervous to be intermingling with these people she does not know. She's just, like, trying to get them. Who play football, model, and watch Lost. (laughs) (laughs) And they're they're also all in a secret band together. I guess it's not secret anymore, though. Worst kept secret at Degrassi. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I get it's, like, she is trying to fit in with all of them because she thinks, like, they're all so cool and that she should be having stories that like yeah. measure up to theirs. But it's all, it's just like, it's not executed very well. Cause but, it just makes her look like a pathological liar. Yeah, And Danny is so sweet and nice. He's like, I have no reason to distrust you. You're my girlfriend and I like you. Yeah. Oh, but, he is such a sweetie, but she's feeling so much pressure. Oh my God. My next line is, or my next note is Jay. Jay. Jay I know. Jay, just so we're back at the up. dot and, all of the alumni, like a couple of the alumni people are like hanging out at the dot and planning the alumni football team. So Jay's going to play football. Oh, yeah, because Spinner's the captain of the alumni team, which I'm like, we have never had football at this fucking school before. But all of a sudden we're all about football and even Spinner's all about football. But we never he never played football. Yeah, we were looking for comments. I mean, all right, okay. first of all, as far as we know, Spinner did play football. That's so. true. It just maybe was never mentioned. <laughs> but when we were looking for comments, the first one was, guys, I can't believe they did football in more than one episode. I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, because and Jay's going to be like a running back or something. And Lucas is playing. And I think Liberty's going to play. Yeah, she's like, I'll play. And Spinner looks at her. And I have no idea what that look was. But let's go with impressed. Yeah. Um, and then Jane is very Jane drunk. Jane is very drunk. So it's after dinner and Jane is getting drunk at the dot because she cannot deal. And then Lucas is like, uh, you're dr-, or Spinner's like, oh, you're drunk. Let me take you home. Let me take you home. And Lucas is like, uh, I'll just walk her home. Like, we'll go home now. And I'm like, at least he's like being a nice brother and walking her home when she's drunk as fuck. Yeah, Lucas, it's like every little thing he does has to be like shitting on Jane. He's like, Ugh, I guess I'll do this. But like all of his actions make sense and aren't from a bad place. Yeah. Like he has clearly a huge affinity for his dad and the separation really affected him. Um, and he, as far as he's concerned... His sister um, had a great relationship with their father, too, but now is suddenly terrible to him, his hero. So he's just yeah. like, it's my sister be fucking up. I don't understand. I don't want her to get hurt, so I'll walk her home. Yeah. Um. So then I think it's like the next morning, like Danny. And- no, it's late at night. All the girls oh, are late. asleep. Oh, everyone's asleep. I couldn't. Okay. And then Danny and Peter are talking and... um. 
Danny's like, it's so cool that she knows Pete Woods. And Peter's like, um, yeah, she doesn't know him. She was definitely lying about that. Here's where things get like uh, Degrassi writers just trying to up the stakes a little. Because instead of Peter being like, hey, I don't believe her. He just goes, hey, man, I'm just watching out for you. Like, what the fuck watching it? It's not like she has drugs. <laughs> like, Just because she lies about knowing a famous person doesn't automatically mean she's a bad person but instead it's like like and this has so little consequences as well yeah but they're making it seem as if like i don't know watch yourself danny she seems like a real fucking wild person can't <laughs> trust her like because she told like a couple lies um but he but he knows she's lying about fallout boy because he's like fucking fallout boy historian he's like um first of all Pete Wentz plays the bass, not the guitar. And Danny's like, I mean, I'm sure he knows how to play the guitar, too. And he's like, also, they didn't even release an album until, like, 02. So, what, was he singing her lullabies in, like, fifth grade or something? And Danny's like, I mean, why would she lie about something like that? He's still just like, like, why? Like, I have no reason to distrust her. She's telling me these things. I'm believing her. It kind of just sounds like Peter's jealous. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I just put Peter's a skis ball. And then Peter's like, well, if she is telling the truth, like, and he's like, well, too bad she's not friends with him because I want to go to that concert and it's totally sold out or something like that. He's just like, well, if she is friends with them, then we can go to this concert. Nah. And yeah. Danny's like, fucking okay, Jesus. It's dumb. But then we get home to Jane's house and Lucas is like, I've brought you home now and like give zero fucks because then then her mom because the mom and the dad are like drinking wine on the couch and then the mom is like is she drunk and he's like yeah (laughs) it's like annoying and then like walks away or something like that yeah and it's like I mean this is when I go why the fuck are two divorced people just real cool with each other like like, and if he left when Jane was five that was like over 10 years ago like, why are we reconnecting now? I don't get it. I mean, I don't know what her mom has been through. Clearly a breakup. Yes. Recently. Seriously. What happened to that guy? Maybe. I don't know. And But Jane's like, thanks for coming, dad. Ultra sarcastic goes yeah. upstairs. And then she like overhears her mom saying like, she's usually not like this. I don't know why she's acting like this or something like and that. And her dad's like, so uh, did she ever tell you why she hates me so much? I'm just curious. Yeah. she. And he, her mom's like, it's her, probably the separation, like the like you left. He, he, yeah. And she's like, I mean, you left when she was five. That's bound to leave a scar or something like that. I know. it's so, And he's like totally fishing. He's like. Um, I mean, yeah, she's really mad at me. Did she ever, like, tell you why? And it's like, oh, it's so... I don't like if it. If she had told her why, you, you would, would not be, be sitting on the couch. here, you dumbass. Oh, I fucking hate him. So then the next day at school, Danny goes up to Leia and he's like, Hey, like... My friends think you're really cool and they want to hang out again. She's like, really? And she's really excited that they that like his friends like her. And he's like, yeah. Oh, also, like, could you get us tickets to this Fallout Boy show? I mean, like, you're like tight with Pete, right? And she's like, uh, yeah. You're going to totally like get your rock socks on because I can totally get tickets. She says something dumb like that. Yeah, she's like, tell your friends to put the rock socks on. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> You can tell Leia really doesn't know what she's talking about because you're meant to rock your socks off. <laughs> what a oh, Leia. Jump. Um, 
But then, oh, but then we're with Jane again, and... She's in Mr. Simpson's class, but she's, like, really out of it. Yeah, and he's like, what's wrong? She's like, I'm really dizzy. I need to go to the nurse. And she goes to the nurse, and then she's just lying on the cot, crying, and it's like, you, she's like, knows something is wrong, and, like, she hasn't quite remembered yet, but she's kind of starting to, and it's yeah, really the, sad. The bell has been rung, essentially. Yeah. She's like... I don't know, it's, people with PTSD, it's like, well, this is, like, the case, like, cookie-cutter case of what being triggered meant. Yeah. Like, she hears the word, like, pajamas in context with her dad, and then, like, her brain is, like, forced up this image. And even though she doesn't like the feelings that are accompanying this image, she also doesn't know what it means, so she keeps thinking about it more and more and more, and it's just uh causing deep hurt yeah she goes to the nurse's office where there's a weird cot in the middle of the room and just starts crying and it's really really sad so sad um and then we and then we're at the fallout boy but then we're at the fallout boy concert and Leia and Danny, Leia's wearing, oh, I forgot to mention this fashion police. Leia's wearing like a really fluffy white scarf. It's very weird. Very 2008. 2009. And then, so she and Danny go up to like the bouncer, or the door guy or something. And she, he. Not a lot of people at this sold out Fallout Boy concert right, at the height of that their That looks like it's during the day. Um, and then she's like, um. Yeah, like, we're here for the show. And he's like, um, okay. And Danny's like, yeah, she knows Pete Wentz. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Like He's got a lot of friends today. Yeah. And he's like, are you on the list? And Danny's like, tell her who, tell him who your dad is. And she's like, um, like, Mark. I don't remember what she says. Mark Chang. Chang? I just know the yeah, last name is Chang. Yeah, the last name is Chang. Like, he's a music producer. And the guy's like, oh, no. But Danny's like, tell Wait, him who your dad is. And the is guy's last name Wong? fuck no i think it's chang okay and but that but but danny is like tell him who your dad is and he's like who's your daddy which i did not like he's she's like mark chang i don't i I don't think that's the first name she said but i don't remember what it was Leia's like blah 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 mr leia's dad (laughs) and he's like never heard of him and she's like uh he's being difficult like let's just leave and then they go back to the group and Danny's like, this dude doesn't know, like, it's like, sorry, guys, this guy doesn't know how important Leia's dad is. And Peter's like, yeah, because he's not. <laughs> Actually, it's more like, yeah, she's lying. Like, yeah, she's lying. And Danny's like, oh, Sav, you would say that because you've been hitting on her. And Sav's like, really, dude? Did she tell you that? All right, bye. Like, they all leave. Like, no consequences. They're all just like, she totally lied. Like, they expected it. They got all dressed up. And they're like, all right, good time to go home, I guess. And then the next scene, she and Danny are at the dawn. She's finally, like, coming clean. She's like, so I lied about all of these things. I'm just, because I was really nervous. I really wanted your friends to like me. They're so cool, and I'm not, and blah, blah, blah. And Danny's like, I thought you were cool before you even met my friends. Like, you didn't need to do any of this. And she's like, well, there's one thing I didn't lie about. I really like you. And he's like, I like you too. And I was and then just so glad up. that yeah. they didn't break up. Over this dumb thing. Oh, so stupid. But then the last scene is Jane goes into her room 
And she like pulls the blankets off her bed and she goes into the closet and lies down. And that is where she feels safe. And there's kind of like a parallel there. So like she and her mom were talking and Jane's like, I had this is my fourth birthday. I don't remember anything. Like she's becoming right, 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 right. increasingly concerned as to why she can't remember anything at ages where like lots of other people remember stuff Mm -hmm. and her mom goes oh your dad got you this doll hannah you used to make her a bed in the closet and she's like you know like brain blasting like oh god what does this mean and so it's very subtle but like maybe jane young jane put hannah in the closet to try and keep her safe yeah and so later she decides to sleep in the closet so she can try and is this when we get a flashback of like her dad tucking her in like we don't yeah they really they do not show anything thank god no they but But they they really have a child actress they keep mentioning like oh dad used to tuck you in dad used to tuck you in and then they have like the flashbacks of like a child actress it just it mostly just like focuses on her and on her face and you and just like a blurry dad and yeah well they use sleeping as uh like a really big motif in both of these episodes both episodes have jane falling asleep in like unconventional areas probably because like the conventional being tucked into bed is what's surrounding these really repressed memories yeah so the more she tries to avoid um this like essentially the domino effect has started she's realizing that there's stuff she doesn't remember and now that she's like really scared of what it might mean she can't stop it so she's not sleeping in her bed she's not doing the things that she usually loves um but we see all of that more in part two yeah so then so then she falls asleep in the closet and that's the end of part one so then part two she wakes up in the closet and um she goes downstairs yep and lucas is there and he's like "Eh, yeah dad he hooked me up and he's like look like he has like he got like the dad got him a job interview which is like good for you lucas sure um and then Jane is like, I need to leave. But then, and then we are at school, and... Yeah, speaking of the B-plot, you know how the B-plot starts out? Ageism. What? <laughs> they're chanting cheers, and they're like, you can't beat us because you're old. Because, like, the big alumni oh, versus right. <laughs> current football Oh, yeah, player. so then we're at school, and we see the cheerleaders cheering, and their cheers are still just so wordy. They're so wordy. They're terrible and wooden. Um, and then Jane comes into the gym to talk to, oh yeah, because yeah. Izzy had spent the night and yeah. Jane is now feeling a l- really weirded out by that. And she goes to talk to Mia to like check in on how Izzy was. She's like, like Izzy was okay after the sleepover. Like she's all good. And Mia's like, oh yeah, she like loves your mom and she really hit off your, your dad. Like she really wants to do it again. And Jane's like, no, don't do it again. Um, Mia. and Mia's like, um, why? And she's like, things are all weird with like. The family right now, it's not a good time. And Mia's like, okay, I guess. I'm going to go back if, to cheer practice. I don't know if this is intentional, but Mia did look pretty sad about that. Like, she didn't argue, but I could tell that even though she and Lucas are never getting back together again, and she probably has no interest in that, she does, like, still have that, like, I want Izzy to know her dad. And the fact that you're, like, restricting her right after she met her grandpa for the first time. Like, I don't know. It seemed really subtle, but she seemed just, like like really disappointed that jane was like izzy shouldn't be around yeah 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 i can see that 
Um, and then we see Shantae. Oh my gosh. But then we see Shantae and we, like, in the newbie plot because the other one, like, was done for the Whoa, first part. Whoa, you're saying that didn't have enough meat and substance <laughs> to travel into part two? Oh my god. So then Shantae comes over and she sees Claire putting up a sign for, like, the clothing drive she's throwing or something. And, and Shantae is like, helping out others? How Angelina of you. And it's like, okay, go away, Shantae. And then Allie walks over and she's wearing, like, her sweatshirt and her, like, uh, parent clothing. And she, Claire's like, what? Why are you wearing that? And Allie's like, my mom found all my school clothes and she threw them all out. So now I'm stuck looking like this. And then Allie kind of starts raiding through, like, the clothes that are, being, that are being donated. And Claire's like, this is for the less fortunate. You can't dive through this stuff. And Allie's like... I am less fortunate. Look at me. And then Johnny DeMarco comes over and is like, hey, Bandari, like looking good or something like that. And Allie's like, oh, hey, swoon. And then she's like, he thinks I'm hideous. (laughs) Like, okay, this is my first introduction to Allie. I immediately love her, even though she's definitely verse bolt. Verse bolt person. Um, She just knows who she is and what she's about. That's true, but she also can be terrible, oh, aka as, in the last as episode. Sh- showcased in this next episode. Uh, yeah, that's also true. Um, she's very, she just is very, flies by her emotions and her emotions only. It's just like she, I don't think she's had her worldview challenged too much yet. Yeah. So she's still very inward focused. She's still learning how uh, to expand her worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we're with Spinner and Jane. Like, Jane, like, gets in the car to talk to Spinner. And Spinner, like, automatically knows that something's wrong. He's being a good boyfriend. And he's like, what's going on? And she's like, uh, like, my dad. It's like, things are weird with my dad. Like, I don't know. And he's like, well, at least you have a dad around. I'd give anything to have my dad back. And Jane's like, I'd trade you. And then he, and like, she, looks at her all weird. And she's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I got to go. I got to go. And he's like, tell me what's going on. He and gets he, mad, like, justifiably by that comment. But I have a problem with his comment because, like, their dad's situation is so not different. the same. They're so different. Like, Spinner lost his father, who he was close to, to cancer. That's really terrible but that does not invalidate jane having a bad relationship with her dad exactly like um spinner getting on his high horse and being like listen you know maybe you need to revisit your dad like to be fair he doesn't know the details like not even jane knows the details at this point but But he knows that he at the bare minimum like left her when she was five and i feel like this is spinner that that seems like something that spinner would like have a very hard time forgiving like yeah he is all about getting on a cause and then like stubbornly being for that (laughs) cause for a while i don't know it's just like but i think like even after she said that he's mad for he's like he's upset but he's he's like that but he's like wait what is going on with you concerned yeah um and then and then she like runs out of the car and runs away from him and then we're at Claire's house and with Claire and Allie and Claire's like, here, like, you don't need to go through the clothing donations. You can borrow some of Darcy's clothes that she left here. And Allie is like, why don't you have access to all of these clothes all the time? And you don't wear them. Like, what's wrong with you? And then 
this is when like the make the makeover montage thing happens. Oh, there are purple things with like shiny silver patches. It was very nostalgic. Yeah. And like Claire's hair is down and like straightened and it looks very cute. And then they decide to go to the dot, like wearing their new clothes. And then my this is my honestly my favorite part where Peter's like, Hey Claire, you look good. Are those are those clothes? It's like gathered yeah, Darcy's, and he's like, I have to go. <laughs> it's like, oh, weird. And he's like, well, you look much better. And I'm like, fucking shut up, Peter. Peter can't be a douche even when giving a compliment. Oh my god. And then they sit down, and then the fucking Reese brimmed beanie dude is like, what's your name, cutie? And then Claire kind of like looks around because he thinks he's talking to like, the alley. Alley. And he's like, I was talking to her. And Claire's like, me? It's Claire. And he's like, I'm Reese. And then Allie is so fucking butthurt. And she's like, um, let's get back to studying for chemistry. And then Jane gets home and Lucas is like, hey, guess what? I'm an office security guard now. Woohoo, I got the job. And then Jane is like, why did dad leave? Like, she kind of glosses over it. And he's like, oh, yeah, congratulations, Lucas. And he, she's like, no, like, can you, can we please talk about, like, do you like do you remember what happened back then like why did dad leave and lucas is like like you always just want his attention like i'm done with you like talking about this you and your backwards pajamas and i was like what does that mean and then she that like triggers something in her this is like we finally get lucas's perspective here like why lucas is such like a huge fucking douchebag all the time and like why he always makes everything she's like oh jane just wants attention like and like he says all this shit about jane even in the past when he was actually on the show more like and you're just like where the fuck is this coming from jane's the coolest yeah and it's because from his perspective like he was a lonely kid their mom was working all the time but to him jane and her dad their dad had like a super big bond and he was always left out yeah and so to him it was it's, it's like jane is like they had this whole bond and now she's like not even appreciating it when all he wanted was to like hang out with his dad as much as he hung out with Jane and like that's his perspective. So of he just what thinks happened. she's being a big drama queen because that's all he knew as like a ten year old or some shit. Or like seven year old. Yeah, or- just real little and he's still acting like a small child. And then I think this is when we get the full flashback it's just the worst vibes it's just she remembers exactly what happens and she is like and then and then she's like i'm leaving i'm going to spinners i'm spending the night there like i have to leave i have to leave because i think the dad is like going to come over yeah, soon. she rushes out of the house and then she kind of just walking around outside and then she finds a bench and curls up on the bench and ends up sleeping on this bench and again it's like another unconventional place where she is yeah. sleeping because she doesn't feel safe sleeping We've in her had own bed the closet the cot and now the bench and it's just so sad yeah it's really hard to watch and it's just like the way this is portrayed is just like a small girl in a bed and she you just hear the disembodied voice of the dad being like janie bear i will fix your backwards pajamas like nothing it's is explicitly like, yeah, shown like, or shed ugh. said but there's it's as unambiguous as ambiguity can be. Oh, I think her dad calls her Janie Bear at one That's point. That's what too. They, he called her Janie Bear at dinner. 
It's like, I hated those pajamas. Oh, your Nuna got you those pajamas. And then she's like, then why would I hate them and associate them with my dad? No, I think it's later. Like, her mom comes in and is like, so you're cool with your dad hanging out more, right? And then, like, later he comes into her room and he's like, thanks for, like, saying you're cool with me hanging out now. That's the beginning of the second episode. Yeah, I think we just glossed over it. And that's when he calls her Janie Bear. And that's, like, another, like... That's actually, yeah, she... I think that triggers, like, the memory that came before this one. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. She was she's curled up on the bench and it's very sad. Yeah. Um, but then the next day at school, that's when like Claire arrives and we get her like walking through the hallway thing and everyone's like, Oh my god, Claire. And Allie is just so pissed off. She's like, you can't be hot and smart. And Claire's like, why not? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I like Claire. And she's like, you just, it's just not how it works. And Claire's like, that's stupid. Yeah. and But she's also just confused and hurt because her friend is, like, shitting on her feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. And Claire's like, what? I'm really confused. Or Claire, did I say Jane? Claire yeah. is like... What? I'm confused. Why are you saying all this? You're the one who said I should dress like this. And I like it now. And Allie's like, you can't do this. Like, what are you doing? She's like really jealous and like of all the attention that Claire is getting now because she thinks it's going to take attention away from her and she's insecure. And her hat is terrible. Oof. And then I just wrote down, okay, Lucas is terrible. I put Jane no longer has a backpack. So Jane goes into the dot looking for Spinner. Yeah. I don't remember why I wrote down Lucas is terrible, but he must have said oh, something. Oh, because before that, it's like everyone's uh, Sav and Danny maybe go up to Lucas and being like, hey, where's your oh, sister? Yeah. Because the football game's about to start and like one of their we best don't know players where she is. isn't there. And Lucas is like, Ugh. She's probably just doing this for the attention. God, classic Jane and Sav and Danny are like, that does not sound like Jane. Yeah. He's like, whatever, bye. And then Jane is going into the dot and she's falling apart. And she's like, is Spinner still here? And Holly J is like, "Um, no, alumni game. Like, why aren't you there? She's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not playing. Because she earlier had called and said, like, I have the flu. I can't go. And she just sits down at the dot and she's like falling apart and she is crying and it's so sad. And Holly J is like, my human emotion sensors are not equipped to handle this. And then we go back to Degrassi and we're in like science class and Allie is like solving an equation on the board. And then the teacher is like, oh, what does everyone think of what she did? And then Claire's like, oh, she forgot to do this one thing. And then she goes up to the board to like further solve it and Allie is like fuming. Well, I put, so Allie is working on the board and like, oh yeah, and Casey, Casey is like, you look really nice today. And Allie's like, yeah, whatever, like bat ears for anyone not giving her a compliment. Yeah, she's like, I'm just like, like trying to solve this thing here. Like, why aren't you paying attention to this? And then, yeah. And, then, and it's not like Allie did anything wrong. There was just one thing she could have simplified more. Yeah. And, but she's still like. I cannot believe you can be attractive and smart. That was what I was going for. Yeah. And then we're back at the dot and Holly J comes over and is like kind of trying to comfort she's Jane, trying. but she's just not good at it. Um, she's like, Spinner would get mad if I didn't feed you. And you're like, oh, peace thing. And then Jane is like, I just really can't be around my fucking family right now. And Holly J is like, like what? Well, you, you got to face it at some point. And it's like, ugh. Holly J, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, to Holly J, she's like, what? You got in a fight, but, like, you're going to have to face it eventually, so you might as well just do it now. And Jane is like, 
like nah, dog disintegrating in front of her and holly j is like girl backbone what's wrong yeah and then it's like hey holly j read read the room a little but then we're in the zen garden with casey and Allie, and Allie's kind of like venting to him and apparently casey is a douchebag um but this is the first time i've ever met casey and the first thing out of his mouth was boys are stupid i'm like that's true yeah she's she's like johnny doesn't even like won't even look at me anymore like claire blah 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 and he's like boys are dumb and he's like and if he can't see that you're cool like he's dumb and i think he also is saying like just because claire is pretty it doesn't mean that you're not pretty Casey is just speaking nothing but wisdom. But he's in also the Zen being garden. so smarmy and like YA boy like boys are stupid. If he can't see what's inside of you, he doesn't deserve you. And it's like dumb things that like a teenage boy probably would never say. True. And then Allie is like kisses him, and she's like, "Wait, what am I doing?" Because he said something nice to her, and she's like, "Wait, what am I doing?" No, that Casey, was stupid. Casey doesn't seem mad about. He doesn't it. seem mad about it at all. He's like smiling and laughing about like, it cool girl kissed me yeah but i was like are he clear like not officially a thing like what is happening there i turned to holland and i was like didn't he go to the dance with claire though i was like this is, it didn't was they fight robots over claire i'm confused <laughs> i don't really know where the claire casey thing landed i guess like this could possibly have consequences in future episodes maybe i don't know johnny demarco found out about it yeah maybe claire will too i don't know well fucking see i guess um the next line is jay i know i'm like jay in his puffy vest he's like i got everyone hot dogs and spinner's like those cannot be free as in like did you steal those hot dogs jay (laughs) and jay's like i paid five dollars for them so hurt I love him. I'm so happy he was in this episode. I'm happy he's friends with Spinner again. I know. I'm happy he hangs out at the dot with Spinner and Holly J. And then Jane shows up and Lucas is like, she. I think she's like, she's kind of trying to tell him what happened. She's like, like, why do you think that like him tucking me in at night took so long? And he's like, dad always said you just took a long time to fall asleep. And she's like, yeah, did he tell you to keep that a secret too? And then Lucas is starting to like, Lucas legitimately did not know. Yeah. So like, okay. Cause he starts off kind of defending dad. He's like, why are you like so against dad? Like stop bringing up stuff from the past. Like he's trying to come back in our lives now. Like, why can't you let things be good? And then Jane is like, "Mm, can we talk about what actually happened? And then he's like, like, oh no. Okay. Like to start over, they're at like the victory party, the alumni won. And uh, Jane shows up half in tears being like, where's mom and dad and Izzy? And Lucas is going like, can you not make this about you? I won. Dad's proud of me. Oh my God. And Jane's like, I need to fucking listen to me, you little bitch. Yeah. You know, fucking see reality. And then he finally does. And he's like, oh, no. Yeah. Someone who was such like a hardcore daddy's defender, he realized real quick and also believed her. Yes. Which which I think is so important. And I loved it. I loved that he just automatically was like, oh, realization. Oh, this is what happened. I believe you. Also had to confront his childhood as well, which is clearly something that he was like the pre dad leaving years. He must have glorified in his brain. Yeah. Or like 
was thought, saw himself as such the victim, like the lonely child, like dad's favorite was the other kid. Like, don't want to discount those feelings because they're probably very real. But the Jane is like, hi, I'm a mess. Yeah. And this person is with your daughter right now. Right. And I really think, like, I don't know if Lucas would have been so quick to believe Jane if he didn't also have a daughter. I don't know. Maybe. All right. It's, a, it's something. But I also, about. but I also think it's a lot of it is like she put some pieces of weird things he never questioned before together as well. Either way, like real proud of Lucas for. For believing her with no questions asked. Yeah. And then they run into the school and they see like the dad like hanging out with Izzy and it's like bone chilling to see him alone with Izzy. Yeah. And Lucas, he like steps up. He's like, get the fuck away from her. And Jane is like, yeah, how could He's you like, do that Hi, to me? I remember what you did. How can you do that? And her and then her dad immediately starts trying to gaslight her and is like um what are you doing let's not ruin the day with you like making up stories like what are you talking about and she's like don't pull that fucking shit with me i remember what you did like lucas comes in after jane jane jumps in to immediately confront him and he's like what are you talking about you you were like and then lucas comes in and he's like janey's telling stories again and also i'm like wait a second she's anastasia when did she change her name to Jane? I think her middle name is Jane. Okay. But she definitely it also comes up multiple times in the episode that like she changed her last name to Vaughn. Yeah. And I think it was probably because she didn't want her dad's last name. It was yeah. probably subconscious, but she did change her last name to Jean to Vaughn. Yeah, and it's just that like these two are united front and they're like, get the fuck out of our lives. Yeah, and Lucas is like I can't believe I, like, defended you. Like, he's, he's like, defending Jane, and he's telling him to get the fuck out. And I'm happy that Lucas stepped up. I'm happy for Jane that she confronted her father and was like, this was not okay. I remember what you did. I don't ever want to see you again. And I'm real proud of Lucas for being able to do all of this, be a big person, um, even with the completely devastatingly unserious haircut yeah it takes a little bit just the tiniest bit out of wind out of it but it's it's nice it's nice to see the siblings on the same side evil being confronted and uh harsh realities really 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 suck but having someone like Lucas gonna believe be there. her yeah that's probably really like she had she slept outside all night she's breaking down but as soon she as has, she finally like put it into words so many words like the first time she actually said these words to anyone was to Lucas and he immediately believed her and she immediately had like a support system which was great um but then real quick we gotta wrap up the b-plot um and Johnny like comes up to Allie and he's like so is Casey your new squeeze and Allie's like no and he's like looking at her with his puppy dog Johnny DeMarco eyes because he still loves her great puppy dog and then Allie is like why can't we date and he's like I'm a bad guy backwards you're better off without me and she's like obviously you're an idiot and but she's like but I still want to and he's like it's complicated and then he like walks away from her and she's like "Eh." and he's like 
it doesn't matter what you wear. Like, you always look good, Bandari, or backwards, or I don't know. I think uh, the reason why I really kind of ship this, despite all of my instincts, um, <laughs> is I think the actor who plays Johnny DeMarco, um, he, like, so you know how, like, Craig, like, the Jake Epstein was always like, why do you always do all this to Craig? And it's like, because you could do all this bad shit, but still make the character, like, likable likable like yeah the the actor for him the actor was given the line i'm a bad guy yeah and he goes i'm a bad guy like i can't believe i have to fucking say this shit (laughs) (laughs) but he's trying so hard like he's trying to say the lines as earnestly and seriously as he possibly can while being taken seriously (laughs) and staying in character as kind of like the bad boy yeah he's like i got shitty friends I don't have a great reputation. I'm older than you by more than a couple of years. But like I yeah. like you. And I and he just oh he he has such good puppy dog face. He just stares at her and it's conveying so much emotion. And Allie's so cool because she's like, Yeah, you're a fucking idiot with the confidence of no one I have ever met before in real life. Yeah, he's like, I'm better, you're better off without me. And she's like, obviously, but that doesn't mean I want to be without you. She's like, that's not the point, yeah. dumb. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a nice ending to that, I guess. And then, but then we're with Jane and we're at home and she's talking to her mom. And she's telling her mom what happened. And her mom is like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. And she's like, why didn't you tell me? And Jane was like, I don't know. Like, I felt like if I did, you would think it was my fault somehow. And her mom's like, I would never have thought that. But that's a very, like, common thing that, like, kids think when this kind of stuff happens. And they think that it was their fault. Like, they did something to make it happen. And a lot of times their abusers, like, make them think that, too. To, like, keep them from not saying anything. Classic manipulation Yeah. Is to be like, I wouldn't do this if you just did what I want. Yeah. Oh, you'd be such a bad kid if you told your mom. And she says, like, and, like, once he left, like, I knew it was over and, like, I didn't have to think about it anymore or something like that. Which is also a common thought where it's just, like, we can, it's over now and we don't have to think about it And we don't have to talk about it and and I didn't want to, and I didn't want to bring it up to make things weird. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's really sad. And her mom is there and she's hugging her and she's being very supportive. And her mom also automatically believes her, which I think is also very and they go to camp family and counseling. then the, and then the episode ends with jane lucas and the mom all in family counseling and lucas is like he's saying like i feel like i failed you i'm sorry he says like i'm sorry like i feel like i wasn't there for you and jane is like you're here now and that's all that matters and they're, it's i'm so happy that they're all in family therapy together and it make, it's like such it's this, like the best way that this kind of episode could have ended. Exactly. And like, the, like if this is going to be Lucas's ba- last ever episode, this is probably the best way it could have ended. Exactly. Because like, so many characters just drop off without a word or a goodbye or whatever. But it's like Lucas, one of like the worst fucking characters at like as a person that's been on the show. It's just like he finally gets to like see the error of his ways genuinely seek forgiveness redeem himself through his actions and jane forgives him yeah and it's all coming from a healthy genuine place yeah and like this could have been like 
like this could have gone off the rails. This could have been a whole other thing. I think thing. It, this episode handled this topic very well. Yeah. And I think it was very accurate and it was a very they it was done very well. Like every single person like Jane and Lucas had real genuine motivations and trains of thoughts or whatever and um they both complement each other and um their reactions to each other come from real places um and so at the end when they're in family counseling it didn't seem like a forced happy ending yeah and i'm also really happy that it ended with family counseling because when they were confronting the dad and it was like a big moment and it was a big moment of like catharsis and release for jane i was like I really hope that this isn't like a one and done, like yeah, just because they confronted like the dad. trauma of the week thing. Yeah, they treat it. And I think them, and now. then I think them ending with family therapy is like, oh no, we know this is like it's going to be a long healing process. She's going to be dealing with this. They're all going to be dealing with this for a really long time, and they've committed to like family therapy in the long term and I think that is also really great yeah the therapist says that she's like this is gonna be a process but this is a great first step exactly and I yeah it was perfect and I think and then that's the end of the episode so I think also on that note we should we can eulogize Lucas because this is Lucas's last episode this is one of the strangest but strongest but fastest comeback arcs I've ever seen (laughs) Yeah, so Lucas, you started out real shitty, Mr. Bear Juggalo. Oh, God. In Um, terms of his aesthetic, I didn't think it could get worse. You were a big bully. Who was he bullying again? He was, like, shitty to Mia. Oh, I think he was... Oh, yeah, he was shitty to Mia. Was he shitty to whoever she was dating? Who was she dating? Was she dating anybody? I feel like he was getting in fights, or he was getting in fights with Spinner, too. I think it was with Spinner. Basically, like... I don't know. He was so terrible. Was dating JT? No, that no, was... No, it was, was after... after it was after JT. Yeah, JT was the last person they were like, I know JT's been acting shitty, but look how nice he is. Um, but I feel like this was done even better than that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so that you were not great at first. But this episode really just explained why you were so shitty and confronted that and you like kind of faced some of your demons and ended on a high note like how many degrassi villains really get a good in-depth look like rick got a very in-depth look mm-hmm. not the chef uh not fun chef. well at least not yet i mean Moose I think Moose there. I think Moose is around for a little while. Jesus Christ. I don't know that for sure, but But it's it it was nice. Like I didn't know I wanted to see justice for this character. Yeah, and I'm glad that I'm glad that we got it. So goodbye, Lucas. I'm actually kinda sad that you're leaving now, only because I it would have been cool to see more growth from you. Yeah, I mean um, I really hope you got a new haircut. Like, I really hope you grew out the weird design and, like, got a better haircut, though. Yeah, you started, you have a job now. Like, a real-life, real job, (laughs) so maybe that'll, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? But, all right. Bye, Lucas. Bye. Um, so we do have a YouTube comment. I know. We were just as shocked as you are. (laughs) 
Do you want to read it, Allegra? Yeah, so it's from part one of the episode where Jimmy ignored Spinner for a whole year. Must have been some fifth birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> it was from Latrice Parker one year ago. Um, yeah. All right. So Spirit Squad captain of the episode is definitely Jane. Oh, yeah. I don't think we need to go. Um, like, she was fucking... She went through a lot of shit and she came out on the other side yeah distant and, second um i mean not too distant but lucas he, he pulled it around at the that's end that's true and, and he like helped and he stood up for jane too. and it really is a testament of like better late than never sort of thing where it's just like yeah if you genuinely feel remorse for bad actions and you try and make it right and you apologize like you if you show an actual genuine change even after you've hurt someone a lot like there's still like a chance for you there's like confront your bad actions don't dismiss them acknowledge them and do better like that's such like an important thing that a lot of people are like i've already done such bad shit like there's no hope for me like but lucas no that's not true lucas is a good example of that yeah and then distant third is casey (laughs) i'm not giving it to casey (laughs) jokes um Ship of the episode, I guess Allie and Johnny DeMarco. Yeah. And a little bit Spinner and Jane. Yeah, Spinner and Jane, You could, that's such a good relationship. So glad that they're endgame and that Spinner married Jane. Ugh. Yeah, totally. Yep. Um, Moral of the episode. I don't, mm, there wasn't really a moral except for just like, I'm not going to do a moral. Like this episode was just dealing with a very difficult topic. If you... Like, if you're going through a hard time, try to reach out and find someone to talk to. I, we told some jokes here and there, but that's... I hope that doesn't make it seem as if, like, we didn't take this seriously. Yeah. Uh, we know how serious of a topic this is, and it's very real for a lot of people. There's lots of resources you can utilize, even if, like, you aren't personally affected, but you know about it. There are ways, there are resources you can look into. Um, and we're very proud of Degrassi for handling it so well. Yes. Well said. Um... All right, we actually don't have any grapevine today, um, but if you guys would like to reach out to us to be featured on a future grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod or on Instagram at DegrassiPod. You can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com or on Tumblr, whateverittakespodcast.tumblr.com. Um, you can find us almost anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be awesome. And if you leave us a review, we will make up a Degrassi-inspired fan fiction about you and whoever you want. And you can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. I don't really have social media. I've made my Twitter private because I'm trying to get a job. Um <laughs> <laughs> But I'll recommend something. All right. So, yeah. Oh, and if you want to follow Kelsey, who is missing from this episode, she's on Instagram and Twitter, at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. Um, but, yeah, Allegra, what are you going to recommend to the good people today? Okay. So, last night I watched um, The Gay and Wondrous Life of Caleb Gallo. 
It's a five-episode little mini-series on YouTube by Brian Jordan Alvarez. Uh, very weird, but very hilarious. Uh, if you've been seeing that meme around of sometimes things that are expensive are worse, uh, it's from that show. Uh, it's sort of like Adult Swim vibes, but it's super funny. Um, highly recommend the one, the gay and wondrous life of Caleb Gallo. Cool. Um. I'm going to recommend something Game of Thrones related because Game of Thrones is back, um, which means Gay of Thrones is back, which means you should be watching that. It's this guy who is a hairdresser who the premise is this guy is a hairdresser and he like recaps Game of Thrones with like cool people who come in to that. He does their hair every week and like recaps Game of Thrones and it's very funny. Um, but all right, that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you, as always, to Jay for providing us with our lovely theme song. And thank all of you for listening. We know it was a really tough episode, and I hope this wasn't a shit show. And we I hope, hope this was a listenable shit show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, thanks for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.